You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another Thursday edition, because they're always Thursday editions of Huddle Up, a football podcast. My name's Tony, and as always, I'm joined by Corey. Hi, Corey. Howdy. And Daniel's here, too. Welcome back, Daniel. Hey, guy. A lot has happened for us this week. We've partnered up with the Allen Robinsons Within Reach Foundation. It's obviously a foundation based out of Chicago, started by Allen Robinson. That should be obvious. That should be obvious. The goal of the foundation is to impact 5,000 students by the end of 2020. And for some reason, I don't know how I stumbled across them on Facebook. I really, on, on Twitter, I don't know how I stumbled across this place. But the second I did, I felt like I had to do something about it. So I happened to have an Allen Robinson jersey that I had just bought from Pristine Auction. It just got here. It hadn't even made it into my closet yet. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Let's see if we can give away this jersey and try to raise some awareness for, for an organization. They had very few followers. I mean, super low followers. And it shocked me. I looked at it and it is legitimate. Allen Robinson's involved. It's 100% legitimate. It's just a new thing that not a lot of people have, have awareness of. So I wanted to find a way to give some awareness to it. So I'm giving away an Allen Robinson jersey on Twitter. You have to find us on our Twitter, obviously, at Huddle Up NFL. Find us there. The trick is you have to give 12 bucks. Allen Robinson's jersey is number 12, by the way. That's why it's $12. Give $12. That'll that'll provide 20 pounds of food for a family, uh, which is pretty significant. $50 feeds a family for a month, but if you can do $12, that's 20 pounds of food. I, I think that a little bit adds up to become a lot. And so if you can do that, we've got some other people coming on board here. The Dynasty Nerds have offered a full year's membership to their premium service which is really actually really, really awesome. It includes dynasty rankings, which includes rookie rankings, ADP, I'm, I'm sorry, IDP for defensive players. Um, it's got everything, everything you need there. And there's a film room. That's what's fascinating. A film room where I think once a week they get together and, and, and just break down rookies and talk about what they're seeing. That by itself, I think, is a huge resource if you're in dynasty football and Dynasty Fantasy Football is like a fantasy football league, except you keep your players forever. So the only real new life that you get are these rookies. A fantastic resource. They also have an extra podcast each week. It's all a part of that one membership. So rankings, a buy-sell tool, access to the film room, an extra podcast each week. They're giving it away for free. You have to pay 12 bucks to a charity. You can write it off on your taxes. You're entered into to win a, a jersey and this. And on top of that, the foundation's thrown in uh, some other stuff. We'll talk about that as it comes. But as we raise more money, we'll start increasing the odds to, to help to help drive this thing up. So I'm super excited about it. Follow them. There are, it's at, I should have wrote that handle down. It's, it was at AR within reach, I think. I don't have the Twitter handle in front of me. Uh, find us on Twitter at HuddleUpNFL. And you'll, you'll find it right there. It's easy to donate. They make it super easy. I, I, I did the process and it was an absolute breeze. So let's move on from that. By the way, follow us, please, or subscribe or whatever it is on whatever platform you're listening to. It means a whole lot to us and it helps us know that people are coming back. Otherwise, I would never know. Is it a new person each week or, or is it some, or am I providing you something that you want to listen to? That's enough of that. Find us on Twitter. 
Give to the Allen Robinson Within Reach Foundation, please, and, and subscribe. Having said that, we're also starting a Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Daniel and Corey, I'll let you guys take this over. You guys, this is, I really want this to be your baby. So we're starting a Dynasty Fantasy Football League. I know it's going to be 12 teams, at least a half point PPR. We've kind of talked about what we want that to look like. But you guys just take this over and run with that, please. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're big football fans and kind of what goes along with that nowadays is fantasy football, huge. If you haven't played before, super fun. And if you haven't had a dynasty league before, also fun. It's it's another way to add to the fantasy season. But like Tony said earlier, it's all year round and it's fun. Uh, you have a rookie draft every year instead of the Instead of the normal redraft leagues where you just draft all the players in the dynasty league, you have all your rosters set uh, from trades and transactions that you've made uh, throughout, you know, the startup dynasty draft, you get your core players and then you keep those players. And there's a rookie draft that happens every year with the incoming rookies. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And what we're looking for is, people that like football year round. I mean, there's people out there that love fantasy football, but they only like it, you know, during the football season, we're not looking for people part-time, you know, there's trades that happen in January that are huge February. I mean, we we're looking for people that are all year round committed. Um, people that aren't, you know, aren't going to cause any problems. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some fun with it. Like Tony said, not all the logistics are figured out yet. Um, we're going to, we're going to take everything to a vote. I'd imagine we have some sort of head commissioner or co-commissioner situation once the season, you know, starts and then kind of take it from there, but we're going to leave everything to a vote. You know, we're not going to be, I'll, I'll be the commissioner. Um, I wanted to do this league because I've never done one and I love football on Madden. I like to do a lot of franchise mode. So I thought it'd be pretty cool. Um, Hey, Tony, what's the uh, phone number people can text if they're listening? Yeah. So we're going to make some rules right now. So here's the phone number. It's 317-622-8201. This might be difficult. If you're listening in your car or something, I'm really sorry. I didn't think about that till right now, but here's how you're going to get in. The phone number is 317-622-8201. And what you're going to do is you're going to text in. What are we going to text in real quick? Uh, I need the, a name of your favorite fantasy player ever or your favorite football player ever. What's it going to be? Quick, guys. Yeah, that's fine. Favorite football, favorite player, football player. Favorite football player ever. Text that name in to 317-622-8201. And the first 12 people that do it. I'm sorry. I take that back. 12 minus first three. Nine. Yeah. First nine people. <laughs> They're going to get a link to... To join the to join the group, it'll be through Sleeper. If you have never done, we'll worry about that later. I'm sending you a link if you win. Text three one seven six two two eight two zero one. Text your favorite football player, and I'll send you an invite. That's how you get in. Sweet. Yep. Looking forward to playing with you guys. It's going to be a blast. So now that we've established we're going to do a dynasty league, and that the three of us are going to be in it because we are the three that was twelve minus three. Does that make sense? Kind of. That means there's <laughs> nine left. <laughs> oh. So let's show our hand a little bit. We're going to do a 10 round startup mock draft. Here's the way a startup mock draft works. It's a little bit different than a fantasy football. Like in August, everybody's on the table. 
right now at this time of the year, no rookies have been drafted by the NFL, which means that if we were starting a dynasty league, those rookies would be excluded. There's a totally separate draft of typically four to five rounds where only the rookies get drafted and you don't include everybody who's already signed to a team. So today we're doing a 10 round draft without any rookies. So that would be a typical startup draft before the NFL draft. Gosh, that's wordy. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, we've separated ourselves so that one person would be early, one would be in the middle, and one would be late. And I've got too many tabs open again. This is a very regular problem. Yeah, I took the 101, um, which is first pick of the first round. Tony's going to be 106, first pick of the sixth round. Or I'm sorry, that's Daniel, uh, first pick of the sixth round. Sixth pick of the first round. And then Tony's going to be 110, uh, 10th pick of the first round. It's just going to snake back and forth. Perfect. I'm ready to start when you guys are. I've got my tabs under control now. Yeah, I was just going to mention something real quick. We're going to do we're going to do about a ten round. Our dynasty league is going to be much deeper. Um, so, you know, don't worry about you know dynasty leagues and having a bunch of players that are you know available and out there, and you're having to scramble with short benches. Typically, a dynasty league will have will have deeper benches. Yeah, I would um, expect us a lot, lot more players drafted than what we're going to do tonight. I would expect yeah, this league to have thirty. I would expect it to have thirty total roster spots. We're doing meat and potatoes right now. Yeah, meat and potatoes today. Yeah. Cool. All right, Corey, who are you picking? First overall, Dynasty, startup. Uh, first overall, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. Uh, the top three guys are McCaffrey, Barkley, and Thomas, according to Sleeper. Uh, I like Barkley. Um, I just think longer term, he can last longer than McCaffrey. Um I don't know. I just, that's just the way I feel. I think Saquon Barkley is a freak. He's going to be around for a long time. And uh, he's just, he's a workhorse. It's a no brainer to me. Well, he's a, he's a year younger than, than Christian McCaffrey. I agree with that assessment. And I, and that definitely that, that should lend him to last longer. Also, he's not been used the same way that Christian McCaffrey has, which is exciting because he can be used the same way. The running back position, the, see, the problem, my only issue with, and, and I think you made the right pick there in your favorite running back, because I do believe that that the number one overall running back is worth more than most other players. I always struggle with that pick because I always want a young wide receiver. That's kind of always my I always philosophy. struggle too. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but great pick, Corey. I, you know, you look at these top tier running backs, um, you know, you get the guy that's a surefire Hall of Famer, basically, if he stays healthy throughout his career. I mean, the guy's generational talent. Thanks, guys. I like it. You're up, Daniel. Go uh, ahead. So so next after Saquon Barkley was picked with Corey in between our picks here, Ezekiel Elliott went second. Wide receiver Michael Thomas went third, first wide receiver taken. And then right after that, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. So four out of the top five picks were all you know, those bell cow running backs, um, which is important to have because there's not a lot of them in the league. Um, I'm going to kind of trust my guns here of kind of what Tony was just saying. In a dynasty, I've actually been in another dynasty league. Um, we just finished our third year, and we've already seen from the dynasty startup that we did originally, we've already seen the running backs that were going so high are, are you know, borderline irrelevant. 
funny. I had the one one in our dynasty startup. I took David Johnson. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of funny. But the wide receivers, they tend to last a little longer. Uh, the running back, the, the shelf life for a running back isn't as strong as a wide receiver. But um, I am going to trust my guns here and go with a good, he's still young, wide receiver. I'm going to draft DeAndre Hopkins. I think being I, – I think being on that offense, he's got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's young. That offense is up and coming. You know, it, it, that's important to look at when you're drafting a dynasty um, asset is looking ahead to the future. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Thomas that are already going, you know, some some question, you know, what happens after Drew Brees retires? Is he still going to be the number one wide receiver taken next year or two years from now? And that's a question mark. I think the Saints are good. Sean Payton's good. He'll figure it out. But I, I love the direction the Arizona Cardinals are going, and I think uh, that's a surefire pick for me. Solid pick. I was excited about that because I thought that Tyreek Hill would slide to me. I like Tyreek Hill, honestly. He's my, I've got Tyreek Hill ranked number two wide receiver, and he went at 109. He went one before me. So that's a heartbreaker that the computer reached out and grabbed Tyreek Hill. It's just an absolute heartbreaker. So it kind yeah, of so got, right after me. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. Uh, take the picks right after me. Yeah, so the, right after Hopkins, Devontae Adams went off the board. Alvin Kamara was gone. So that's running back five as, as Alvin Kamara, in case you're counting. Tyreek Hill was, was wide receiver four, who I have graded as my wide receiver two in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, the only reason he's not number one is because of off-field issues, by the way. Tyreek Hill is the number one talent, I think. And Michael Thomas, I don't mean any disrespect to him. But there was Michael Thomas one, DeAndre Hopkins two, and Tyreek Hill three. And I went back and forth on that. The more I think about what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins and with Arizona, I had to move DeAndre Hopkins down a little more today. And Tyreek Hill was my number two. That the, the, the point of the conversation isn't who I didn't get to pick. It's who I'm going to pick. And I really want a wide receiver here to build my team around. So I'm going to take my next favorite wide receiver, which is Amari Cooper. He had a huge, huge deal out of Dallas. I think he's going to be around for a long time. I'll take it, and I'll know that for at least three or four years, I have a wide receiver I can play every single week. After Amari Cooper, Mike Evans went off the board. Juju went off the board. Joe Mixon was taken, and Chris Godwin. So here I am, back on the clock, the third pick of the second round, and I'm going to go back to, I want to go back to the wide receiver group here. But Nick Chubb is sitting there. I can't do it. I have to take Nick Chubb. I'm a little yep, bit. I'm a like little it. bit afraid of Kareem Hunt and what that'll do. But Nick Chubb should should at least carry the ball. Two of the three downs every single every single down. I'm sorry, every single drive. He should at least be two of those three downs. And I don't know what to expect out of Kareem Hunt. Still, it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that. The Cleveland Browns are going to keep around long-term. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just don't see them keeping both. I, I I like Nick Chubb. I like his talent. It's through the roof. The opportunity's still there, although I'm a little bit hesitant. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. You know, they add Austin Hooper to that offense. They get Jack Conklin on the right side, right tackle. He was great with Derrick Henry. They ran majority of their snaps to the right, and Derrick Henry will sure miss him. And that's another up-and-coming offense that seems like it should keep getting better every year. I love Nick Chubb. And then right after Nick Chubb went Derrick Henry, who I was hoping would somehow slide to me because I think that was probably the next tier break for me in running backs. So Derrick Henry went, and 
another wide receiver that I really, really like, who's really young, another up-and-coming good offense, is DJ Moore. I'm really excited about DJ Moore. I was hoping that maybe he might make it back to me and I could talk about him a little bit more, but I guess we'll just pass him up now because he can't be drafted. And then Odell Beckham Jr. right after that. Um, so I'm sitting here on the clock. I've got DeAndre Hopkins on my team. It's unfortunate because when I look at the running back situation already, um, you know, the bell cow type running backs are gone. Don't give in. Um, Josh Jacobs is still there and that's, that, that's an option. Uh, but there's still good young quality wide receiver talent on the board. Um, I think I got a couple guys that are, that are ranked pretty high that I still have, but I don't, You know what? I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take an older wide receiver here. I knew it. I knew you were gonna do that. I'm so mad at you right now. He just signed an extension last year. You know, one thing about dynasty is looking ahead to the future, but you don't want to just keep looking at the future. You want to try and win now. And I think with DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones combo, I think that that is just a recipe for starting starting off right to try and win now. So I'm gonna take Julio Jones here in the second. Even though he's got some age on him, even though he's he's kind of injury prone, I still feel really good about it. You should feel good about it. After Julio Jones, George Kittle was the first tight end off the board. Travis Kelsey was the second, then Josh Jacobs, then Aaron Jones, and now Corey is back on the clock. Oh, for two in a row, by the way. You've waited for this, Corey. Here's your snake. Yeah, um, I don't know what I'm going to do here. It didn't fall the way I wanted it to. Um I've got one, I've got a couple of players that I like that I don't think, I think it's a little too early to take them. Um, I want to grab Kenny Galladay here at the 12th pick of the second round. Get a solid wide receiver. Should be pretty I'll young. I'll tell you this, Corey. It was between Kenny Galladay and Julio Jones for me. So yeah. the fact that he slid another five picks to you is great. I, I really, I'm excited about Kenny Galladay's future. Yeah, I, Matt Stafford can sling it. So I, as long as he's a, a lion, I like him as a wide receiver. And he, he seems pretty good. Um, yeah, a little Megatron, kind of go, man. That's good to have. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. I'm going to grab my guy here. I'm going to draft DK Metcalf. Uh, the first pick of the third round. I talked about it a little bit uh, whenever we started the podcast. DK Metcalf was the freak coming into the draft. He fell because they said last year's wide receiver draft was so deep. I think everybody just waited and everybody fell. Um, He's a freak. And what I love the most about him is he shows up in the biggest moments. Whenever the Seahawks were, they were down the stretch trying to make the playoffs and they were in close games. DK Metcalf showed up. He would catch the ball. He would get it done. I think, that's just trust building between him and Russell Wilson, who's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, and he's super young. I, I just think it's a no brainer. He hasn't caught a lot of balls yet, but he's going to be good. Yeah, I like it. What's crazy about DK Metcalf is he's a good example of a rookie whose value rookie wide receivers value typically doesn't go up like significantly in that first year. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, who by the way is still on the board, 
both of their values skyrocketed their rookie year. DK Metcalf is one of those players that if you if you're in a dynasty league and you didn't draft him and you want to go out and trade for him, it's going to cost you two 2020 first round picks. That might not mean much to some of you, but I'm telling you, DK Metcalf got expensive because he's a big time good wide receiver. Good pick, Corey. Yep. I, uh, I, I think it's a little, little bit early, but a little early, but take, but call your shot. Yeah. The thing with Corey's draft position, he was not going to get DK when he came back. I mean, he's not going to last another 24 picks. Corey, I'm going to ask you, I want to ask you one question. Why did you take DK Metcalf over Stefan Diggs? Who was the next wide receiver off the board? Um, like Daniel said, it was, it had to come all the way back around. And I, I mean, I've talked to you guys about it. I do love DK Metcalf. I mean, I passed on guys like AJ Brown. I think he's got more upside. Allen Robinson, um, DJ Chark, you know, I don't know what the quarterback situation is there. And then like Tyler Lockett, um, who's, who's a pretty good wide receiver, but he's not a, a number like on any other team. He probably wouldn't be a number one. I just think Metcalf has that upside and dominance. Okay. Where I like it. Be there. I like it. Daniel, you're on the he's, clock. He's my guy. So I went and got him. Yeah. Go get your guy. I like it. Yeah. So um, after DK Metcalf, Leonard Fournette was picked next. That second team there next to Corey has picked Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, and Leonard Fournette. He's taken three running backs. The longevity of his dynasty team may not last very long. Well, and yeah. Then Stephon Diggs and then Cortland Sutton, who I was eyeing for this next pick. And then Patrick Mahomes, the first quarterback taken, taken third round, fifth pick. So I'm on the clock. When I look at the running backs, Leonard Fournette was kind of who I was hoping uh, would come back around. Kind of the only guy that I that I would feel comfortable is my RB1 going into a dynasty season. I'm still very confident in Leonard Fournette. There's all the rest of the running backs are kind of in a bottom tier for me. You know, it's not even the top three tiers. So I'm going to fully commit with going non-running back again with this pick. I'm just going all in on no running backs here. And I think I'm going to take, Tony, who you mentioned. Um, I'm going to take A.J. Brown with this pick. He's the number one by a lot on his team. Um, You know, it's it's a team that runs first. So there's kind of some red flags that they bring back Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown's season completely flipped when Ryan Tannehill took over. And I mean, talk about a huge guy that plays the slot that can take a slant to the house, any game that he plays. I, I extremely exciting. And he's another guy. You mentioned DK Metcalf. It cost you two first. AJ Brown's another one. Yeah, he, he, he would cost yeah. you two first. If it you cost you two first. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking AJ Brown with this pick. There you go. I'm so glad I'm so glad that this happened the way it did because to get, to get Nick Chubb in the second round as my RB one, I feel okay about that. But then to have Allen Robinson as my wide receiver too. see after Daniel's pick, here's what went off the board. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, Lamar Jackson, boo hoo. I would never draft a quarterback this early. It's absolute suicide. And Miles Sanders is all right. And Austin Eckler might be the next big thing, but I'm not risking a third round pick on might be the next big thing. Allen Robinson has relatively consistently been a wide receiver two or better. And with one upside, people, people go poo poo on Allen Robinson because of, uh, because of the, the ACL injury. Was it in Jacksonville or was that in Chicago? 
It was right before he left Jacksonville. So yeah. While he was still there. The year after that, he had a down year, which is normal in a new offense, recovering from an ACL injury. And he went right back to his dominant self. I'll take Allen Robinson all day. And you should go to Huddle Up NFL Twitter and donate $12 to his foundation. I promise you it'll be worth it. Nice segue. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> that was good. Well, that- I'll tell you, my, my only reserve with Allen Robinson is not him. I trust in Allen Robinson. I wish he was on a different team because the only negative I think in Allen Robinson's career right now is his quarterback. I am an anti-Trubisky guy. I mean, I, it, it forces me not to believe in any of his targets. It's hard. It's hard. It is very, very difficult. I don't. Th- I really don't believe that Mitch Trubisky is being utilized correctly. Maybe we'll see that changed. I, Mitch Trubisky is a more mobile quarterback than he's allowed to be. And maybe that's got some impact on this. We'll see what Nick Foles does. That might make Mitch rise up to the occasion. I feel like Mitchell Trubisky is still the starter unless he is supplanted or outperformed by Nick Foles. I feel like I feel like Mitchell will have to fail again before they put Nick Foles in. I don't think Nick Foles went to be a starter. Maybe that's crazy. Yeah, week six. Week six, he's getting benched. Uh, maybe. 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 Uh, Mitchell so Trubisky was... This. Okay. The same question you kind of had for Corey, and you can see why I chose to go wide receiver there because the running backs were terrible. Um, you know, with your, when you're looking at an RB1, it just wasn't worth it when I was staring down Miles Sanders or Austin Eckler. I think Miles Sanders is going to take an attention, but when you're looking at specifically wide receivers, why did you take Allen Robinson over, let's say the next three picks, I may have taken the next three guys over Allen Robinson. The next three were Cooper Cup. I'll tell you. I love after that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I love Cooper Cup as an end zone threat, but he's a liability as my wide receiver too. I want I want Cooper Cup as my wide receiver three with enormous upside. That's the plan with wide receiver one potential. Knowing that Cooper Cup's had some bad luck. I'm not saying he's injury prone, but injuries are real with Cooper Cup. Same is true for Keenan Allen. And I don't know what the wide receiver, I don't know what the quarterback situation like is in. I'm sorry. I don't know what the quarterback situation will be like with the Chargers. So there's another layer of, of, of doubt there with Keenan Allen and Calvin Ridley. Let's just face sure. it. Calvin Ridley, second fiddle to Julio Jones until Julio Jones is done. I don't think Julio Jones is going to decay. He's not going to fall apart. And they just added uh, Todd Gurley to that offense. I mean, I think Calvin Ridley just took a little bit of a hit this year. So I, I'm. it's not that I don't want Calvin Ridley. I like him long-term. But for this year, right now, I'd rather have a different wide receiver too. Cooper Cup gives well, me two. Well, he did double-digit touchdowns his first year. I understand. Calvin, I understand. Calvin Ridley. I understand. And now he's got Todd Gurley, and who is, if, if healthy, is a way better receiving threat than Devonta Freeman ever was. Not to knock on Freeman. I like Freeman, but... Todd Gurley's a different kind of running back. Come on, man. I mean, that's targets. He's taking targets. That's why he's there. So that that's if just the healthy. reason. That's just the reason. Yeah. I like the talent. Um, Allen Robinson's very, very young. And yeah, he's had an ACL injury, but since then, we really haven't hold, had a whole lot of issues out of him. So that's why I, I well, like Cooper him. Cooper Cup and Allen, uh, Keenan Allen have both had ACL injuries too. Well, I know, but Keenan Allen's had a whole lot. We've talked about this for a long time before, Daniel. You showed me the website where we look it up and find all the injuries Keenan Allen's had. Yeah, no, I was I was solidifying your your statement there. I was agreeing with you on that back half. They all, all right. three had all ACL right. injuries. Um, 
Yeah, Cooper Cup was the number one wide receiver after the year. Yeah, I love Cooper Cup. I'm not dogging him. I'm just saying I would rather have Allen Robinson because I expect him to be there 16 games or 17. I don't know how many. What day is it today? Anyway, <laughs> my fourth round pick is going to be Kenyon Drake, and I feel like I'm stealing him. Yeah, um, kind of one of those guys that's flying under the radar because he didn't start all year with them. And I mean, if you look at his 16-game pace when he got to Arizona, I mean, he'd be the running back one or two. <laughs> it was incredible what he did there. We'll see what happens. We're just a couple of days away from the draft. If if they don't draft a running back, I just hit a home run with Kenyon Drake in the fourth round. If they do, then I just screwed the whole pooch. I'm done. Uh, so right after your pick of Kenyon Drake, um, which, by the way, it was Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley were the three that were picked after you, and then Todd Gurley and was I would have picked for your pick. And I would have picked Todd Gurley instead of Kenyon Drake, but Gurley fell. I couldn't get Gurley. Yeah. Um, and then Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon was chosen right after Kenyon Drake, after your pick. Tyler Lockett and DJ Chark. Then leaves me, and I've got the three wide receivers in a row. I'm looking at these running backs. I feel like I almost have to take one now just to have one of these decent quality guys because DJ Chark was going to be my pick here because I really like him. There's a couple good quality wide receivers still that are kind of buried. Um, so I'm going to take a running back here. I'm going to take a running back that might surprise you over the guys that are left. Um, it's a guy that I think is going to ascend this year. Um, it's on should be a better offense. It's a run first defensive team. I'm going to take Devin Singletary here as my as my running back, and hopefully he can morph into maybe just a low-end RB1 or a mid-RB2, and that should be good enough with that wide receiver core that I've got there. So I'm going to take Devin Singletary for the Buffalo Bills and hope that they don't have anyone in the draft, and that backfield is going to be his after Frank Gore is gone. After Devin Singletary, on Johnson, Adam Thielen, Mark Andrews, Michael Gallup, all off the board, and we're back to the snake. Corey, you're on the clock. I had my eye on two running backs. Singletary is one of them. <clears throat> I had him on my team last year. What do you call it, Tony? You draft every year. What's that a, called? A redraft. Okay. Using my redraft, I grabbed him super late. Um, and he was, a, or maybe it was off waivers and he performed really well. I think uh, that's a really quality pick. He could turn into a workhorse, but I also had my eyes on Marlon Mack. And maybe it's a bias thing, but. He is behind one of the best offensive lines in the league, and he's fairly young. I think he's going into his third or fourth season, so not a ton of miles. He does have kind of a little trouble staying healthy, but if I can get a workhorse here in the fourth round, which he is when he's healthy, uh, I'm going to take him. So give me Marlon Mack. And then it's my yeah, pick so again. Oh, go ahead, Daniel. I was just going to mention. I was just going to mention who was picked um, after my pick, right after Devin Singletary, Carry On Johnson went off the board, and then maybe what I think might be the steal of this round, Adam Thielen drops all the way to the ninth pick of the fourth round. Uh, remember, Diggs shipped out of town. Uh, Kirk Cousins has supported Thielen and Diggs as wide receiver ones before, and they're going to draft somebody, sure, but he's not going to be relevant this year, most likely. And Thielen is going to get the majority of Kirk Cousins' targets. Um, so, and that offense should be good again with Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So, Adam Thielen, Mark Andrews, so the third tight end went off. 
tenth pick of the fourth round, and Michael Gallup right before your your Marlon Mack pick. So first pick of the fifth round, go for it. And then I'm I'm gonna go get my guy again here. Um, we've seen Pat Mahomes blow up in the last two years. Last year it was Lamar Jackson. I want to go get Kyler Murray, uh, the number one overall pick last year. I think he's going to be a stud. He's about to blow up. Cardinals are one of those teams like the Broncos that just kind of show up every few years and make a Super Bowl run. Uh, I think he could have a huge season, and he could have a bunch of really good seasons for the next 10 years. So give me Kyler Murray. I've got Kyler Murray ranked as my quarterback three on the Dynasty Nerds rankings. Good pick. I think it's early. I'm not into that. That's not my thing. But if you like them tiny little hands, then draft them. Yeah, I, the way the board set up, it I don't think he was going to make it back to me in the sixth round. I think you'd be surprised, but take your guy, and it looks like a good team. I'm, I don't think you did bad at all. Now, and here's my thought, too, is if he has a good season like Mahomes did or Lamar Jackson, uh, that's a league winner. Yeah, so I agree with if that. He, if he does what I think he's going to do, then I should be in good shape. But he may not. Never know. Yeah, we don't know. After Kyler Murray, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Robert Woods, Scary Terry, we got four wide receivers in a row off the board, which leaves that one team, by the way. They're, they're the team that went three running backs in a row has Michael Gallup and Tyler Boyd as their wide receivers. That's interesting, by the way. I, I, that's, a long, that's a long-term play. They got two wide receiver twos there, but that's a very interesting team. So after Kyler Murray, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, and now Daniel's on the clock, 5.06. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of struggling with this pick a little bit because the wide receivers that are here are, are good. I mean, all of the, all the players in this area are still really good. The only problem is I look at, you know, Devin Singletary is my only running back, and I definitely need, need some insurance there. Um, when I look at the players that are left that I'm staring at, I'm staring at David Montgomery, uh, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson. Um, I want a guy that has the backfield mostly to himself. Um, I, I feel like I need to pick one of these guys because they're not going to come back around to me and then maybe go wide receiver with my next pick because the wide receiver depth is tremendous. I think much as I like David Montgomery, I, you know, same thing, Trubisky in that offense, it just kind of scares me. Um, but I know he's got kind of that backfield to himself because Tariq Cohen, when he comes in, he's, he's going to be receiving the ball. He's not going to get very many carries and they keep wanting David Montgomery to get involved more and more. And I feel like he's going to ascend this year. Um, like, like you said, hopefully that offense gets to where it should be. And David Montgomery, they, they traded up to get him in the second round and they, they wanted their guy and coming into the draft last year. I mean, this guy in the rookie picks in the rookie draft, he was, you know, top three picks in every rookie draft there was. Um, the only other guy I'd consider here is James Connor, but I, I just, I'm scared of all the injuries. He's injured far too often. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take David Montgomery here and hope that that bears offense ascends like I think it should. And uh, he'll have the backfield to himself other than passing down. So David Montgomery is my pick here. David Montgomery it is. After Montgomery, Le'Veon Bell, Zach Ertz went, which would have been my pick. I was going to take the tight end there. Zach Ertz and then James Conner. I'm on the clock with the fifth pick, the 10th 
pick of the fifth round. And I was, I was really thinking I was going to get Zach Ertz here. And I like having a tight end that can be top three. I think that in the tight end position, if you're not first, you're last, there's not a lot of middle area in there. And so you have to get aggressive about tight end. Maybe I missed that. Maybe I should have taken a tight end over Kenyon Drake, but I do love Kenyon Drake's upside so much that I don't really regret that pick. But when I look back at the other tight ends, I see Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, Austin Hooper. I, I don't see anybody here. I feel like I've missed the upper echelon, the the slam dunk of the tight end position. So I'm going to move on from that, which is what I would normally probably take in this position. Um, but then, the, yeah, this is the round that's not very exciting. I'm looking here at Devontae Parker and Christian Kirk. I feel like all these guys, Debo Samuel, I feel like they're all a little bit higher than they should be. And it does make me think that maybe I should go ahead and take my quarterback here, get out of this round and move on. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and take Deshaun Watson, who's my fourth ranked quarterback, and just know that I've got a quarterback for the next several years. We get through into the sixth round. Evan Ingram's gone. Christian Kirk's gone. Debo Samuel and Chris Carson. So I really feel like I've lost nothing there. I mean, I didn't want any of those guys anyway. But I find myself back into the same situation. So when I look over the picks, I, I know feel, who you're gonna take. I feel decent at wide receiver. With Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson, I know I can start both of them most weeks. I'm a little bit worried about my running back group. And when I look it over, it's pretty grim out there. I'm not going to wait any longer, though. I'm taking Hunter Henry. I'm getting my tight end out of the way, and I'm going to be done with it. I knew it. I knew it. After you mentioned Zach Ertz and trying to find a sure thing, but, you know, you're taking a gamble there. I'm taking a gamble there. Much like the pick right after that, Mike Williams, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. You know, I, I, I know. assume it's not going to be Tyrod Taylor. And, and if it is, it's not going to be for very long. Had Hunter Henry signed a long-term deal, I'd be less likely to make that pick. But it was a one-year deal, and I believe in his talent, so I'll do it. Yeah. One thing, you know, you got to look at with Dynasty is, yeah, so say he signs that he, he signed that one-year deal. What if he lands on another team that's a way better situation? He's only 25. But what if he goes and, from Austin you know, Hooper? What if he pulls an Austin Hooper and goes from one of the best situations to one of the worst situations? That's the risk. You, you could argue that Austin Hooper didn't go to a bad situation. I don't know. I, I hope, but you're right. I hope that Hunter Henry ends up with a quarterback that, that throws him the ball or ends up in a situation that's better for him than it was before. But, but if it's, if it's just what it was before, if it's just Philip rivers, I mean, that's good enough to have potentially elite numbers, right? Your, your two picks were quarterback and tight end. I think I'm going to wait on both of those positions at this point. Uh, um, that makes the, me even feel worse about what I've done. <laughs> if you want one of those tight ends, you're, you're going to have to pay up for them. You know, it's interesting that Mark Andrews is getting drafted almost a full round ahead of Zach Ertz uh, because typically it's, you know, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz are the, you know, the big three, but the year that Mark Andrews had uh, put him in the fourth round of a dynasty startup. That's just, super interesting to me probably the Dallas Goddard effect on that offense that's exactly that's what I was going to say yeah yeah I, so I'm not going to pay up that high for a tight end especially when you can draft a tight end or have just a decent one um, you know 
way, way later in this draft and be totally set. Um, there's guys that we're not even thinking about yet that are going to have great years that we don't know about yet. So um, you just never know what's going to happen. But I'm going to pass on quarterback and tight end. I'm going to still focus here on wide receiver running back. Not a lot of running backs left, mostly just kind of backups. Um, you know, Philip Lindsay would have been a good pick, but Melvin Gordon kind of ruins both of their fantasy outputs for this year. Um, Kareem Hunt, you know, kind of just another another piece in that Cleveland backfield. He can he had a decent fantasy, um, you know, he had decent fantasy numbers when he was playing with Nick Chubb. He had some catches, especially with this being a full PPR. But I just don't think the production is going to be there enough. So what I'm looking for for this this high of a pick in a dynasty startup. We're still in the sixth round, so I think I'm going to go maybe a quality wide receiver that I like here. Um, I think I'm staring down Marquise Brown, T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, Nikhil Harry. Those are just the top, you know, five or six that Philippa recommends here as far as the uh, as far as the rankings. I think I'm going to look at my own individual rankings here. Um. You're right, Tony. This isn't very exciting. <laughs> you know, these guys would be very exciting two rounds from now. Right. But the fact that they're here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Kind of, it, <laughs> that's what you that's what you dealt with, though. That's what you dealt with. Yeah, so figure yeah, it out. That's true. These are the quality rounds that might change your whole team later. You never know. Um, so instead of picking kind of the older guys, you know, T.Y., A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, I'm going to go with somebody young here, somebody with some upside, somebody on a good offense that might be up and coming. And I think this might be a little high. I know it's going to be high, but it's kind of like Corey's pick. I don't know if he's going to make it back around to me, but I'm going to actually skip on Marquise Brown and go with another rookie that was drafted last year. And I'm going to pick Darius Slayton. Whoa. Wide receiver for the Giants. I like that. I think yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. Super good talent. He, he burst onto the scene. They had Sterling Shepard there and Golden Tate. And guess who the wide receiver that everybody remembers from the Giants last year? Yeah, I know. Sh- yeah, yeah. Great, great down the field ability. Down the field ability. He's a possession guy when he needs to be. He can go up and get the football. Uh, he has rapport with Daniel Jones already. I'm taking Darius Slayton here in the sixth round. Love it. I like, that. I like Daniel Jones. So After, I think that's go ahead. I'm sorry, talk. Corey. No, I just I just think that Giants offense is about to pop with Daniel Jones. I just think he's a really smart guy, and he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to be productive. I was so guilty. I, I, I do like that. I was guilty of not giving Darius Slayton enough credit. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, I mean, no one did coming in, but you I know, still you, don't. You I feel like I still happen. don't. I I feel like deep in my gut, I'm trying. I'm question. I'm judging you for taking him in the sixth round, but I won't do it out loud because good for you for. I mean, take your pick, take your guy. It makes sense. Darius Slayton's an incredible hey, talent. But, go right ahead. You but, know, look at Marquise Brown. He's. But that's the other side on, of it. Yeah. Office. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. I understand. I love the Ravens. They're my team. You know, I'm not going to believe that Marquise Brown is going to sustain the targets. From Lamar Jackson, he loves throwing to the tight ends. Oh, by the and, way, question. Yeah. Do you yep. think that Antonio Brown is leveraging his relationship with his cousin Marquise Brown to have a practice with Lamar Jackson to get back into football? I absolutely do, but I read about that, and it was brought up to one of the coaches 
that, you know, said, hey, what about Antonio Brown? We saw him warming up. You know, we saw him practicing with Lamar Jackson and his cousin Marquise Brown. That's convenient. His cousin, eh, on the same team, huh? And the coach said, I'm just going to leave that alone. Definitely not happening. So that kind of squashed all, all skepticism. Man. man. I, don't, I don't believe it. Yeah. After Darius happen. Slayton went Marquise Brown, Russell Wilson at QB5, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, Corey's on the clock. I'm on the clock. Um, I get two in a row here. I, I'm really not a fan of what I'm seeing on the board. So I think there's not a lot of young players I'm super high on here. Like, well, for example, Lindsay's here, Hunt's here, but they're not, you know, the primary guys in that offense. Now somebody who is is a guy like Mark Ingram. Now he's over 30. That's, you know, that's not great for Dynasty, but I do like him here. Um, A.J. Green's about to get a quarterback upgrade, whether it's um, Joe Burrow or Tua, whatever they decide to go with. I'm going to take A.J. Green, and then I'm going to take, in the first pick of the seventh round, I'm going to take Mark Ingram. So two older guys who are not fantasy ideal, uh, I'm going to take them and kind of go and win now mode. If if I was in a redraft league and this is what my roster looked like, I'd be ecstatic. If I could get Mark Ingram, if he has the same kind of year he had last year, um, I'd be pumped. So I'm just going to roll with it. You know, whatever happens, happens. But I'll take the production I think I can get right now and see what happens. Cool. Um, right after your pick, Dak Prescott went. Uh, second pick of the seventh round. Darius Geis, Kareem Hunt, and Brandon Cooks at wide receiver for the Rams. So I, it is my pick here. I feel like maybe I need a little bit more depth at running back because I'm looking at maybe who would come around to me if I don't take a running back here, and it is just going to be just strictly backups. So I'm actually going to pick David Johnson. Yeah, and I almost did that too. Yeah, I mean – so they bring him in. They've, they've needed a running back for a couple of years. Look at what Carlos Hyde did in that offense last year. He rushed for 1,000 yards. Deshaun Watson really hasn't had a good quality running back. You know, we talked about a couple episodes ago getting DeAndre Hopkins and what that'll – or getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins and what that'll do to the offense. David Johnson's going to have to be a huge part of this offense for them to do anything. He's going he's gonna to catch a lot of balls, you know, with it being a PPR league. He says he's fully healthy. This might be a pick that I end up starting David Johnson over those other two running backs that I have in Singletary and Montgomery just because the PPR league, we might see more of David Johnson of the old on this one. You know, he's 28, yeah. but he's got to be a huge part of that offense. They're paying him enough to be. They took on all that salary. That was a Bill O'Brien decision. And uh, so they, they're going to pump him with carries and targets because they're paying him enough to. I'm going to take David Johnson here at running back. I like that too. I know Tony doesn't isn't a big fan of uh, David Johnson, but like you said, they they did pay him. I think they are going to feed him. All I can think of is Arian Foster, you know, with David Johnson back there. Kind of, I think they're similar build. Um, and, it, you know, Lamar Miller, kind of an average tier running back, has been successful there for the last few years. And I think David Johnson can do the same thing. I do like that. Yeah, I mean, his skill set 
is the reason that you take him here. I mean, other than that, I mean, if you're looking at a Carlos Hyde, but he has that backfield to himself, he'll probably slide some more picks. But he's got the backfield to himself, and we've seen him do it. He was the he was the number one overall running back in a finish. I mean, he started off that first game that next year on a tear, and then he broke his arm, and then that team was horrible, and so they didn't put him back on the field. But, but it's been a few years removed, but I think he could do it if he's healthy. I, I I don't hate AJ Green there as your third wide receiver. I he's kind of old and he keeps getting hurt, but that makes sense. Mark Ingram is in a high powered offense and is going to get the ball. That makes a lot of sense too. But he's also a billion years old and he's not going to be the next Frank Gore. So I'm a little bit worried about that. But I, this is another one of those rounds where it's like ugh, nothing here makes sense. It was Mark Ingram. It was Dak Prescott. Okay, there's a quarterback. That's the guy's first quarterback. Outside of that though. Darius Geis has two wonky knees, not interested. Kareem Hunt is a backup at best. Brandon Cooks is one cushion away from being out of the league forever. Luke Keekley style. David Johnson is, in my opinion, a product of a system, and although is incredibly talented, is not like a put-a-team-on-your-back kind of guy. Noah Fant, Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, none of these picks are very fun to look at. This is just another miserable round. Is that the truth, or am I being dramatic here? No, you're right. Maybe a little but... dramatic. I mean, there's some there's some talent there. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I not agree? I'm on the clock. It's the seventh round. Man. Scrolling through here real quick. I'm looking at the overall rankings. I don't Let like... me ask you this, Tony. Okay. Now that you're seeing who's available in the seventh round, do you regret your fifth or sixth pick of Deshaun Watson or Hunter Henry? Let me look at the tight ends. I the I don't regret the Deshaun Watson pick. Normally I would, normally I would, but I feel like Deshaun if it's Deshaun Watson high enough, and I drafted him late enough that it makes sense. When I look at the tight ends available, it's Austin Hooper, it's T.J. Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gusecki. Ah. I don't know, man. I feel like when I consider it was just one round earlier, no, I don't regret the pick because I would still rather have Hunter Henry than all those guys. And I don't think that he would be there now. So I feel okay about it. Yeah. He definitely wouldn't be there now. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I, I don't, I think that Hunter Henry is like the top end of that tied in seven through 12, you know, that, Five through twelve, he's the top end of the every week starters that could potentially break out. I'm happy to have him there. Yeah, um, did we mention that Noah Fant was taken right after me, and then Sony Michelle and Nikhil Harry? Now your pick. So this is going to backfire horribly when the draft happens. But as of right now, Damian Williams is the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm taking Damian Williams. I like the offense. I like Andy Reid. Damian Williams is arguably, arguably should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, the, come on, guys. No, he was definitely the MVP, no doubt. I agree. I don't know that he it's going to last. The MVP. He doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the... I. I, I mean, he doesn't have the, like stature of a prototypical every year bell cow number one running back. 
But if they don't draft, if Kansas City doesn't draft a running back, then Damian Williams is the guy. So I'll take it. I'll take my shots. I guess I'm at this point. I'm already swinging for the fences, which normally I wouldn't wouldn't advise in a draft. But having only Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake, I'm starting to feel a little desperate if running back. Like I don't feel like I've got that one guy that I know is going to be a locked and started stud every week for the next two or three years. Is that Nick Chubb? Well, is it though? I hope so. Yes. What yeah, is absolutely? When's that deal up? When's his rookie deal up? He was. This is his. He was drafted with Barkley two years ago. Okay. He's got some time. The variable there is Kareem Hunt. I don't know what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt, man. If if Nick Chubb gets relegated to first and second down duties only, if they sign Kareem Hunt, I'm not, I'm just saying I'm not confident. I'm going back to my second round pick here, but I'm not confident that Nick Chubb is and will be the guy every year forever. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, like, our, like I mentioned, the shelf life of running back isn't that strong, but I think Nick Chubb is as talented as they get. I mean, if Saquon Barkley wasn't in his draft class, he would have been the guy that everyone was talking about at the combine. I mean, he blew away the combine, and then Barkley went ahead and just blew it away a little bit more. But Nick Chubb is super athletic, super talented. I agree. Totally super athletic, totally super talented. After Damian Williams went Philip Lindsay, Austin Hooper, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, which makes me feel even better about taking my quarterback because now I don't have to deal with guys like that. I mean, come on. Well, the thing is, too, we set it at 10 rounds, and so these quarterbacks are going to start flying off here because people can't wait much longer. I guess that's true. That's yeah, true. I'm going to have to take a quarterback here here soon because I won't have anything left if I pass on now. <laughs> what would have been Curtis? Normally, I'd probably, normally I'd probably wait another couple rounds, but we'll, we'll draft one here soon to see what it's like. This pick shows me how fast things change because just a few weeks ago, I would have taken Curtis Samuel here and I would have felt like I stole him, but didn't Robbie Anderson just sign in Carolina? Yep. He did. Two uh, years, 20 million. Buddy, DJ Moore is the real deal. Fully yeah. on board with that. Robbie Anderson is an athletic freak that hasn't been given enough attention. I can't wait to see what he does in Matt Rule's offense. I feel like Curtis Samuel's the odd man out. There is, I mean... Let's think about this with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Christian McCaffrey. Curtis Samuel is not the number three. He's the number four best case scenario. So unfortunately, now here I am feeling like I'm behind the ball at running back and at wide receiver. And the wide receiver that I was expecting to be there that would have been there is no longer valuable. Not in the same way that he would have been before. So I'm going to take John Brown. I don't love it but I've got another wide receiver that I can start every week. And my philosophy is get starting points in your lineup. And I believe that John Brown can still be viable for fantasy football for two to three more years. Well, did you, have you heard the trade rumors of Curtis Samuel? I mean, I've heard rumors, but we've heard rumors of all kinds of things. Okay. But they, they weren't really, I mean, they were kind of out of nowhere, which makes me think that they are actually shopping. him, And it's kind of like what you were saying. It's exactly what you're saying. He's kind of the odd man out now. Yeah, bad situation, well, man. There's there's the variable of him totally switching teams too. That would change I like things, the John yeah. Brown pick. I like the John Brown pick because they just got Stephon Diggs, and I think John Brown's really talented. And now Diggs is just another person in that offense to distract from uh, John Brown. Uh, I like that pick a lot. Good job, Tony. Thanks, man. 
I, I will play devil's advocate. I do not like that pick. Um, I know we're kind of in the, in the deeper rounds and it's kind of getting harder to find, you know, quality, you know, running back twos, wide receiver twos. But I think Stephon Diggs coming to town destroys everyone else's value there. They are a run first defensive team. Josh Allen, you know, he's going to throw it about as many times as Ryan Tannehill, maybe a little bit more. And I don't think that John Brown or Cole Beasley, they both had targets last year enough to sustain. I don't think they're going to this year. But maybe I'm wrong. We're, you never know. We're going to find it, out, it yeah. I mean, Stefan Diggs is arguably the best route runner in the league, and he's one of the best deep threats in the league. I mean, he's an all-around, all-around package. John Brown, although has a stigma, maybe, of being a deep threat only, John Brown showed last year he was more than that. He's way more versatile than that. And there's the health issue. Sickle cell anemia is a real deal. And like, that's a major issue with John Brown. We had a full year of John Brown being healthy. And I think we're taking that for granted. I'm, I'm well aware of the risks with John Brown, but I feel like that Josh Allen can support that. I think you're, I think you're not giving, giving that offense enough credit. I don't think they're, I think they want to be a run first team, but I don't think they're a run first team. That's not how they're going to put up enough points in the AFC. They have to pass the ball. Well, like you said, we're going to figure it out. I like Josh Allen. I like him a lot. I just don't don't think that they they have to make him throw that many times. But like you said, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, right after your pick, Sterling Shepard went off the board, wide receiver for the Giants. Baker Mayfield at quarterback and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So. I'm going to anticipate with the quarterbacks that are left, there's a big run coming here. Um, I'm just going to kind of jump in and take one. Normally I'd wait another couple rounds and they wouldn't be flying off the board this quick, but we've had four go this round already in six picks. Um, Cause we set it at 10. We didn't want to take you guys all night into this mock draft. What if you waited <laughs> one more? I'm going to beg you to wait one more. Push it. Are you really? I'm going to beg you look, and this is why, cause I'm looking at it and Every team in front of you, except for one, already has a quarterback. Patrick yeah, Mahomes, play the- Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray, they all have good quarterbacks. So you've got one yep. team there in between that doesn't have a quarterback. I'm going to beg you, wait and see what happens. Okay. Let's see what happens. I'll absolutely do that. Me and me and him would be the only teams without a quarterback, and I guarantee he's going to take on the next two picks. But, you know, maybe these teams start taking two quarterbacks. I don't know. I'm going to wait though. I'm going to, I'm going to play the board. Just Love like it. you said, I'm going to pick someone that there's a lot of depth still at receiver. That is kind of a lot of guys that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, you know, Preston Williams coming off the, the ACL injury, DD Westbrook and Jacksonville in the slot. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson, who we just talked about still there. Miko Hardman, I'm not as high on uh, since the team just re-signed Sammy Watkins. Um, you, you know, they pretty much had the exact same wide receiver core that they had last year. Um, did they sign Demarcus Robinson back? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm looking it up I right now. He's on like a rookie type deal or something. Yeah, the Chiefs re-signed um, Robinson for a one-year deal. Okay, so they've brought everybody back. You know, I was expecting Watkins and Robinson to potentially be gone, and then Harden would jump right out into that wide receiver two, three role opposite Tyree Kill. Not a signing one, and kind of like Curtis Samuel. So 
I think at this point I'm going to wait around on wide receiver and take a running back here. And depending on, so I've got four running back. I've got four wide receivers and three running backs. I'm looking at tight ends. They're still good guys late. You know what? I'm not going to take a running back. I'm going to take a wide receiver because I found a guy that I just, I really like. Pittsburgh Steelers, Deontay Johnson, drafted last year. I know he just, you know, underwent hernia surgery a couple months ago. He'll recover from that. He's a third-round pick in 19. He had 92 targets last year. But aren't you worried about – Horrible, Aren't you worried about Deion Kane? No. I, I was high on Deion Kane when he came out of Clemson and the Colts took him, but there's something there that we're not seeing that that I, I don't I don't get it. The Colts just just threw him to the street. Pittsburgh came in, scooped him up. They they took Deontay Johnson for a reason. I think he's gonna be a big part of that offense. He had six hundred and eighty yards and five touchdowns last year, and that was his rookie year. And they get Big Ben back. They get James Conner back to healthy. He's going to he's going to be the wide receiver too on that team. Um, I don't think James Washington is ascending the way they thought that he would. So I'm taking Deontay Johnson here in the eighth round. Just back to the uh, back to the Deion Kane thing. I don't think the Colts wanted to get rid of him. I think it's the way the injury situation came about, and I I think he was just a victim of a uh, just a roster situation. Yeah. I think. It, it, yeah, they the, the Colts got caught go. playing the game at the New England Patriots game. The Patriots play. That's that's what the guy, that's what happened. Is they were doing this thing where they moved Kane from the roster to the practice squad to however it is that there are so many things I don't understand still about the way the NFL works deep at the level that teams like New England manage perfectly, where they seem to always have this constant rotation of wide receivers where they where they move a player out of the roster and into the roster so they can make a new signing and tag somebody i mean it's crazy what new england does i feel like the colts got cute with Deion kane and that's how he got signed in pittsburgh yeah pittsburgh took him off the colts practice squad if you're on a practice squad on a team another team can sign you because you're not on the active roster if you're on the practice squad and that's exactly what happened. They put him on the practice squad. Everyone was scratching their head. And then, God, it had to have been a week later. And the, the Steelers knew they wanted him. They, he was on another team by, by the end of the week. Crazy. They just got caught. They just got caught. That's all. All right. So Deontay Johnson, Miko Hardman went off the board. Then James White, Matt Ryan, and then Julian Edelman went here in the eighth round. I'm looking at the board here. I like some guys down a little bit and I can't believe they're here. We'll see if I can find them again. I need a tight end. I'm going to grab OJ Howard, really talented player. I think Tom Brady's going to recognize that and feed him. I think OJ Howard's going to have a big year. You know, he likes his tight ends like Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Um, and then we'll I, this is finally the year of Yeah, we'll see. I'm not convinced. I'm still not convinced. I'm not either, but I like the I like the pairing. It makes perfect sense. I'm just worried about the play option, calling. My I'm just worried about the play calling, that's all. Yeah. My other option was Goddard. I think he could take over the Eagles tight end spot here pretty soon, but 
I think OJ Howard could be a more of a win now type guy. Um, yeah, I like that. And I'm going to grab sitting down here at 127 in the rankings is Sammy Watkins. Yeah, good call. Good find. I was going to grab him. Good work. Yeah, just got re-signed and he's been productive. He's not a weekly uh, banger, but every few weeks he can have a big week and win you some uh, fantasy games. So, yeah, give me him uh, here in the ninth. I like that. Good pick. Holy defenses. Apparently this draft is set up with defenses. And so a bunch of defenses just went off the board. I'm going to ignore that. Let's just move on. It was one, two, three, yeah. four in a row. And now Daniel's on the clock with the ninth pick. Yeah. So uh, for the sake of this draft, I'm going to go ahead and just maybe draft a complete team uh, to where, you know, we have a bunch of wide receivers running backs and then I'll take a QB and a tight end here with my last two picks. Um, that way everybody has, you know, full roster and we can kind of review them. But, um, so I'm going to take, I'm deciding whether or not to take QB or tight end first, because I, I have a few here that I like, I think, I think I'm just going to risk it on QB. I, I, there's just a lot of uninspiring guys there. Um, a little bit more inspiring at tight end and, I'm going to take what I'm looking at at tight end here in my situation. A lot of these guys will be undrafted by the end of this, but TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Mike Gesicki, and Tyler Higby. Um, Higby. I, yeah, I, I'm taking Tyler Higby here. At the end of the year, he was a huge part of that offense. It took an injury to Gerald Everett, the other tight end that they had there, to kind of reveal which one might be might be better. I mean, it just seemed like Higby had double-digit targets for the last, like, five weeks of the year. And, you know, he was doing a ton with them. I mean, he was getting over 100 yards and a touchdown, it seemed, every week. Um, so he's a guy that's just super under the radar. I mean, look, at I'm drafting him in the ninth round. He's an afterthought. And he could end up being a top-five tight end at the end of this year or more. It's not very hard to be up there. But he was a huge part of that offense. And mind you, Cooper Cup was back. They had Robert Woods healthy. Brandon Cooks, he's never really fully healthy, but he was out there. So that was with everyone. And Tyler Higby was dominating that offense. So I'm going to take a tight end here, Tyler Higby. After Tyler Higby, Adam Vinatieri goes off the board. That's really confusing. Then Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Hawkinson. Okay, the computer did a good job on that one. Here it is with me, ninth round, 10th pick. I'm desperate at running back guys. Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams are the only two running backs. Well, Nick Chubb too, but I mean, Kenyon yeah. Drake and yeah, Damian. You, Nick Chubb. Yeah. you keep forgetting about Nick Chubb. I know. You got the workhorse. Well, I'm worried that that's not a le- I, I'm worried that I'm giving too much hope into that. So I know that there's significant risk here. That's all I'm trying to say with Amari Cooper. I know what I'm working with with Allen Robinson. Yeah, we've got some trouble, but I know what I'm working with. He's going to be there every week. He's going to get, what, six? I mean, if I said that Allen Robinson got seven targets a week, is that crazy? Nope. No. He's a wide receiver, too. That team to win. He's my wide receiver, too. But when it comes to these running backs, I feel like I'm way behind the ball. So I'm going to reach a little bit. I'm going to take Jordan Howard here because I think he's got the, the easiest path to touches in Miami. Having said that, I'm going to horribly regret this when Miami drafts a running back. If they draft a running back and they go from a rebuilding team to a win-now team, I'm fucked. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. 
I like that pick. I'm swinging for the fences here. That's all there is to it. If they draft a running back, this team is toast. They signed him to be a part of the offense, though. So say they sign a running back. They're still going to find a role for Jordan Howard. You're going to get something out of this pick. I mean, Jordan Howard's still young. I mean, he's he's 25. And, you know, so they draft a guy that they work into the offense, and maybe he takes over next year. But this year, Jordan Howard could still have – you know, eight goal line touchdowns. You never know. Is this full PPR or half PPR? What did we say this was? We're doing full on this one. Okay, I'll take Jamison Crowder. I think he's going to get a whole shitload of targets. Here's my team. I'm now done through 10 rounds. Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Allen Robinson, Kenyon Drake, Deshaun Watson, Hunter Henry, Damian Williams, John Brown, Jordan Howard, and Jamison Crowder. I'll tell you what, guys, I do not like this team. Ooh, I don't like this team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish I could do that again. Yeah. I I actually really like my team. Um, not to brag or anything after you're just voicing your disgust, but I'm going to take my quarterback here, and I'll, I'll tell you what my team is. I think quarterbacks here, you know, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. I probably still wouldn't be taking a quarterback because there would be a lot more available. But for the sake of this mock, we'll go ahead and take a quarterback here just to complete the team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take – call me crazy, but I'm going to take Jared Goff here. The Rams, they got rid of Todd Gurley. There's probably going to be a committee in the backfield between Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. And – and he's going to have to throw it. You know, they can't just dump it to Gurley like they did two years ago and they had the dynamic offense and, you know, give him 15, 16 carries and, you know, six targets. He's going to have to make it happen for this team to be good. I've got the Higby stack with Jerry Goff, but, I, you know, I mentioned his targets. I, I mentioned his receivers. He's got Cooper Cup, who's great. He's got Robert Woods, who used to be great. He might be again this year. We'll see. And he's got Brandon Cooks, Tyler Higby. He's got a complete offense if that running back core can, you know, duplicate the the production that Gurley had as one player. Both of those players together might be able to do that. But I believe in Sean McVay and that offense. Hopefully he gets Jared Goff back on back on track here. I'm taking Jared Goff as my QB. So then my team is starting from Round one to ten, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, all wide receivers, running back Devin Singletary, running back David Montgomery, wide receiver Darius Slayton, running back David Johnson, wide receiver Deontay Johnson, tight end Tyler Higby, and quarterback Jared Goff. Like I said, I kinda like that team. Yeah, it's not a bad team. All right, Corey, a bunch of bunch of kickers went off the board, so we'll We'll end it here. Who's your pick? I'm going to have to go defense here and take uh, tight end Dallas Goddard. Okay. Uh, Double up on the tight end. Like it? Yeah. Dallas Goddard, I think he has potential to have a huge year. Ertz has kind of been injury prone lately here, I feel. Um, And he's been effective. If he's not going to have a big year this year, he is the future. So if we're talking dynasty, I love me some Dallas Goddard. And then if 
like I said, if OJ Howard doesn't work out for some reason, I think Dallas Goddard has enough upside this year to be productive. And I think I'll be all right, but I I'm absolutely in love with my team. That's good. Corey's team is your team. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Corey. So, uh, from top to bottom in the draft, I got Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, DK Metcalf, Marlon Mack, Kyler Murray, who I think has Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes upside. And I grabbed AJ Green and Mark Ingram, who are my flex spots. Um, two veterans who should be productive for at least this year. And then OJ Howard, Sammy Watkins, who's sitting on my bench right now, who in a redraft, I feel like would be like a, a flex spot. And then Dallas Goddard for the future. I, I'm in love with my team. I think I got a bunch of bangers. Corey's team is my favorite team. Although I, I worry a little bit about the tight end position, but you have two options there that are available. Uh, I don't know how real it is when I, I hate to see the, all that blue and purple from the kickers and defenses, but Corey's team is my favorite team. When I look at that team, that's the most well-rounded and most prepared to go win right now today. Good team. Both of you. I, I mean, Tony, I like your team too. I mean, Kenyon Drake, if he does what he did to end the year, you've got two quality running backs there and say Kansas City doesn't draft a I running know. back. I know. There's gold there with Damian Williams. There's a lot of hope in those hills. There's hope in them hills there. Well, to be honest, it's early. You know, we're doing this mock draft now, it, and then you you add in the draft that changes everything. So there are teams that are going to trade up in the first and replace guys that we had no clue who are going to get replaced, and then their dynasty. You know, we're looking ahead in their dynasty rankings. There's going to be a lot of shifting from the draft. Well, here's the deal: we've given you guys, we've given everybody a little bit of insight into how we're going to draft if we have a draft and we will have a draft and we're inviting you to be in the draft. And here's all you have to do. You have to text your favorite football player ever. It's that easy. There's no trick. A football player's name. They honestly, they don't even, okay, listen, I don't give a shit if they're your favorite or not. You just have to tell me they're your favorite and you have to text it to 317-622-8201. The number is 317-622-8201. Text your favorite football player or any football player for that matter to that number and you're entered in. I'll send you a link and you can get in and you can join against us. In the meantime, please find us on Twitter. Subscribe to us there. Subscribe to us on your favorite way of listening, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or or Stitcher. We're all over the place. We're almost we're everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us there, please. And please donate at least twelve dollars. To the Allen Robinsons Within Reach Foundation, $12. Did I say 20? I meant 12. Please donate $12. It provides 20 pounds of food. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, appreciate you listening. This is Huddle Up a Football Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.